Welcome to Bear Weather Fans, the official Bears podcast of some award. Join your hosts, Patrick, Coach Bob, and Ed O'Bradabot as you listen to Bear Weather Fans. Welcome to the Bear Weather Fans Bears Lions Preview Episode. Coach Bob, what's up? Oh, you know what? I, I'm feeling good about this game preview. Do you want to know why? Because why? we are on a five-game losing streak. And what a, a five-game losing streaks. Yeah, I think some people would call that a slump. And what a slump needs oh is a slump buster. <laughs> slump buster? Where would we find such a team? The Detroit Lions, the team yeah. that can't win games. <laughs> the slumbuster returns. Slumbuster. We. You know it's just what the doctor ordered. <laughs> so, last time we played the Lions, we were talking about how we were in a losing slump, and it's like hilarious to think. I did not predict the next time we played the Lions, we would be in another slump the same season. <laughs> like we lost so many games. Like, all right, we're in a slump, but... <laughs> like, pretty much all of them since we saw them. <laughs> right, we've lost five in a row. Uh, yeah, so... But what is what is a naggy team without losing an embarrassing number of games in a row uh, and then turning it around to, like, <laughs> just confuse fans? Way too late. <laughs> way too late. Yeah. <laughs> God, did you... Um, this came out just, like this morning basically but uh did you hear any of the robert quinn post game from uh the the ravens game i just saw that he was disgusted yeah he like he literally like sounded like he's either going to cry or kill somebody but uh yeah i've never heard a player so disgusted in a post game and i've listened to jay cutler for seven years so yeah <laughs> it's uh that's great that's fair i mean like to lose that way last week was rough, obviously. You have the game winner with under two minutes left, and you're like, oh, God, yes. And then when you lose, you're like, to a backup quarterback that has to march the whole field, you're like, this really sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, it only seemed kind of familiar since it happened, I don't know, the last game we played where we <laughs> had Justin Fields take a lead with under two minutes left in the fourth quarter only to lose the game. Like, yep. how is it that we... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy that we're winning with under two minutes left. And not like they have the ball in scoring position. Like we are just kicking off to them with the lead under two minutes left in the fourth. We lose both those games. We drop from three to seven to five and five on that. I mean, if we're sitting here five and five, we go oh, playoffs. Nope. <laughs> right. Not even close. <sighs> so gosh, where to even, um, so, you know how we've talked, uh, especially in the beginning of the season, about, like, Nagy's weird obsession with being cagey about injuries, uh, even in situations mm -hmm. where it seems to make no sense at all? Um, yep. So, he, one would say maybe he's justified, um, did not say if Justin Fields had a broken rib or not. He was very vague. Uh, they asked him, like, hey, is he ready? We're like, oh, we're still evaluating. Like, all these people. <laughs> of course, like, the number one concern is, is Justin Fields okay? Did he break a rib? What's going on? And Nagy was um, 
you know, very cagey, didn't explicitly say if he was had a broken rib or not, so he's still evaluating. Um, is that, that makes sense, right, so far? Kind of? Mm, I mean, yeah. Yeah, um, I appreciate I you. Yeah, being yeah, I appreciate you going on this journey with me, and I think we both know yeah. it doesn't really, but um, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It it would yeah. also it would almost make sense. It. Yeah, yeah. Except for Justin Fields had gone on TikTok the night before <laughs> to say that he absolutely did not have broken ribs, <laughs> and I guess Nagy just didn't hear about it. <laughs> I don't know. So <laughs> he was on TikTok the night before doing sit-ups with a buddy, just being like. Yo, I'm good. No broken ribs. <laughs> like, I guess Nagy So if he's doing no sit-ups, it's probably not his spleen either. <laughs> it's probably not his spleen. Yeah. And he didn't look great. I did uh, see... Yeah, I did see that his... Uh, the last thing I saw was this morning they were planning on starting Dalton because they didn't know what was going on with Fields. They must oh, think man. that Detroit will just then not plan for Justin Fields. Yeah. It's the perfect crime. Uh, that is the Nagy special. <laughs> oh, like. just kidding. It wasn't his spleen. <laughs> Joke's on you. Look your out, entire, here's our rookie quarterback. <laughs> your entire defensive spleen package is out the window. Uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, what an insane time. <laughs> yep. The NFL is crazy. So, man, like, things just move so fast. The league is chaos. We talked, like, the last game preview episode about how, like, so many things happen in the NFL, and since then... A thousand other things have happened. Like uh, OBJ went to the Rams. Von Miller went over there. Uh, Antoine <laughs> Antonio Brown got busted with a fake COVID vaccine card. Like it's always chaos all the time. The Vikings and the Packers had a shootout for some reason, and the and Rogers lost. Um, wait, am I remembering that right? Yeah, they lost. That's God. I just want to hear it out loud one more time. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Packers lost. <laughs> you want to know what? You know what's going to sound familiar? Let's hear it. The Packers <laughs> got the ball with two minutes left, down seven, and they scored on the first play. So then the Vikings got the ball back with under two minutes left, <laughs> and they won the game. Boy, does that sound like something that's – I am so happy it happened to wow. them and not just us, but yeah. both of us this week because I feel like that's something that only happens to the Bears. <laughs> well, at least, like – you know, the Bears, obviously, yeah, they, they did squander uh, that lead and gave way too much time. But it's not like they have proclivity for running on first down normally. So it's like it's not like they just gave up a run game on first down when it actually would have worked. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> you mean to run the clock down so that wouldn't happen? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, wait, we're, we're behind. Better run every first down. We're, <laughs> oh, we're in a time we need to run the clock. Better throw every first down. Go figure. Um, so, yep. this is kind of a stoppable object meets a movable wall type. No, wait. <laughs> stoppable. Whatever No, that's, that's Bears-Lions. You said it right. <laughs> Bears-Lions. So, Nagy's in a tailspin. Um, there's been quite a bit. It's kind of just chaos right now. Uh, in the NFL, but particularly in the Bears organization. Um, partially being the players are basically leaking to their agents constantly right now that everyone is happy or is unhappy with Nagy. Everyone wants him gone. Uh, everyone thinks he sucks. Um, there was a guy, uh, Jordan Schultz, who has a NFL podcast. I think he writes for, I want to say ESPN, um, who had a tweet earlier today talking about 
an overwhelming number of Bears players want Nagy gone, league sources say. He lost some of the locker room last season, but now it's gone, one source says. And it's like, okay, this is just some dude, Jordan Schultz. Like, well, he's an insider with, um, like, boardroom, blah, blah. But the important thing is he also has a podcast with Alan Robinson. Uh, so when he talks about his sources, he'd say how much Nagy sucks and everyone hates him. Uh, I'm inclined to believe him. Why, just because he has their highest paid offensive player who's also <laughs> a member of the locker room? Is that why? I think that would be. Um, so there's yeah, that, that. that sounds like that sounds legit to me. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like there's been all kinds of talk. Uh, Jalen Johnson. Um, yeah, obviously we talked a couple weeks ago about how he like posted on social media complaining about how Nagy gave him like a disciplinary action for showing up like a minute late to a meeting or whatever. Um, which I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. But um, he then went on in an interview today to talk about like. How, how sick he is of, like, speeches and talking and, like, words. And, like, huh, I wonder who I wonder who says the most speeches and words and empty promises. Um, but, I don't know, it's just, like, the way Jalen Johnson talks in his interview is, like, oh, this is, this feels very targeted at Matt Nagy. So, there's the, yep. there's a locker room going on. Um, there's also what I'm going to call the Bears organization Cold War. Um, and this is between Pace and Nagy. Like, possibly, not both can't remain. One may possibly remain, and they are doing their damage. I agree. Just, <laughs> do you think, all right, so between the two, who do you think has the strongest chance? not even chance? close anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think Pace stays way more likely than Nagy at this point. Yeah. Beginning of the season, I would have guessed neither. Mm-hmm. I still think neither is an option. Yeah. Um. We talked about this a little bit last week. So it's funny because, like, with Ryan Pace, you've really turned my attention to how well he's drafted some guys as of late and how so many of these late picks have worked out. And if that's a legitimate talent that he has instead of just constantly striking gold, which, I mean, I'll tell you, like, luck favors the well-prepared, right? I mean... Yeah, you get lucky with some of these guys, but the fact that he keeps getting lucky says he's, he can see something. He can do something with evaluating talent in places that not everyone else sees it. Whatever he sees has incredible value. If you can get starters out of the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, that's insane. That's madness. Um, so, I mean, like, I, I'm going to say that because I think that's where you really make your money drafting because the first round is more obvious everybody's got their mm-hmm. eyes on the top however many players. Um, it's obvious that Roquan Smith is going to be good coming out of Georgia. Like, I don't know if everyone thought this yeah. good, but, like, maybe. They said he was the best linebacker in college. Like, when you're the best mm-hmm. and it's pretty clear and obvious that you're the best, yeah, you're going to be good. You're the best in all of football that's not in the NFL already. Like, yeah, you're going to be really good. When you can pick up the oh, other yeah. guys, that's, I mean, that's when it's huge. And the other thing, and it's just funny because he kind of has had a knack for this, but he doesn't do it exactly right. You know, if you know that your ability is in the later rounds, and so many people put so much emphasis on the early rounds, and this is something that the Patriots have done. You trade away your first rounds to get tons of later picks and or proven veterans 
instead of taking like the high risk first rounder, I mean, like look at the Kevin whites and the whatever else that we've had that were just atrocious first round picks. Mm. Um, so I feel like, and I could be getting this wrong, but I feel like for part of his tenure, he was grabbing really terrible first round picks, which is really bad. And for mm. part of his tenure, he was trading first round picks for proven veterans like Khalil Mack. Yeah. I like the Khalil Mack move. Yes, sir. Actually, I don't I don't like trading first round picks for Mitchell Trubisky, an <laughs> unproven rookie who you moved up one spot to get when there's other guys on the board. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. remember their names, but they might be well, Deshaun Watson's maybe a weird guy at this point, but um weird's underselling it. He, what's a, it's not pedof- whatever. He, he's bad. Um with <laughs> his bad. uh misogynistic rapey vibes. But yeah. um Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is okay. So um yeah. yeah, anyway, like you don't need to give away the farm for that. So you were gonna say something and I cut you off about what he's giving no. away in the first round or drafted, but No, I, I totally agree. Um yeah, some of his late round finds like Eddie Jackson, your Tariq Cohen's, your uh, Larry Borum looks like another one of these guys. Uh yeah, I mean it's like he almost is better in late rounds than early stuff. Um, so you brought up the, like, just using those high draft capital picks that people tend to overvalue on proven veterans, like Cleo Mack. And so I thought we'd look at the Cleo Mack trade now that it's been a few years in the making. Um, so the 2020 uh, Las Vegas Raiders draft class, um, they got two picks from the Bears in exchange for Cleo Mack. They also got a 2019 first round pick, and then 2020, they got. Uh, first round pick and a, uh, I want to say third. So, looking at the 2020 draft class for the Raiders, uh, their first round pick was Henry Ruggs III, who I don't know if you'll remember. <laughs> he is That's now fake. In... <laughs> That's fake news. <laughs> He's now in jail uh, because I don't know why I'm laughing. This is horrible. He, it is like, horrible. <laughs> he got a DUI going like 100 miles an hour in like a suburb street and oh, killed someone. Oh, you were underselling this. He was going 150-something miles an hour. Jesus, Lord. While Um, drunk with a loaded weapon in his car. (laughs) I forgot about that. Wow, (laughs) that is like a bingo card of, like, how to ruin your life. And I guess, yeah, and then the people around you, obviously. Uh, Oh, man. So that was not great. But the uh, other first-round pick they had, courtesy of the Bears, uh, was a man named uh, Damon Arnett. Uh, who got also busted for having <laughs> unlicensed firearms. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also off the team. <laughs> so those are your two first-rounders that you got for Khalil Mack? I think so. That sounds about right, but that's my point. of First-round picks, like I said, so they can be really obvious like um, Roquan Smith. Mm-hmm. They can also be, and this is where I think it's crazy, complete wild cards of like right. this guy could be good if he develops you're taking a first round pick on that that's insane yep. like give that away and get an all pro d end are you kidding me like i am in full support of that patriots model of like i'm going to go get a proven veteran that is good not like okay really good for my first round picks and then I'm going to grab all these late round guys because I can find them. That's where I'm good. Yes, sir. Like That's why I think Ryan Pace still has value. Yes, sir. But, <laughs> but I did say this in some previous episodes. 
on or off the air. I don't remember. My buddies at work texted me this, and I do have to say I think some of this is bad luck, and some of this I think is on Ryan Pace. But of the 12 highest-paid players on the Bears right now, eight are not playing because they are injured, benched, or just, you know, have been surpassed by other players. If you include the dead money from players you cut that you're paying and, <laughs> and like, IR pop list stuff, 67% of our cap is not playing. Oh, my God. Like, that's... To me, that's GM. Like, that's yeah. the team assembler. If, you're, if the person in charge of assembling the team can only actually put guys on the field with one-third of your salary cap, <laughs> it's, it's incredible to me that we're competitive. Right. Like, think about what that really means. That means, like, the team we're trotting out, the team we trotted out against the Baltimore Ravens, who are a playoff football team, we had the lead with a minute left in the fourth quarter with one-third of the salary cap? That's not possible. Come on. <laughs> you don't have any all pros with a third of the salary cap. God, yeah, that's well, crazy. You know what? Um, yeah, so that's the part. Like I said, some of those being injuries, aging defense. I get like he put his chips all in a couple of years ago. I get all yeah. that. Um, not like trying to totally hate on that decision. I really do like some of the young draft uh, guys that he's gotten, whatever, but. I mean, some of this—that's rough. That's yes, that's. Sir. It's too. It seems like again, too many to just be unlucky. It feels like uh, that's that's bad, especially because multiple of these people are quarterbacks playing behind a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Oh yeah, I want to finish this 2020 draft class for the Raiders. Oh yeah, so sorry, funny sorry. Uh, no, no, you're good. So um, the so two yeah. guys not on the team from the first round. Yes, sir. They got the DUI manslaughter, the uh, gun charges. Um, then they had uh, a non-Bears draft pick. It was their own in the third round. They got Lynn Bowden, who uh, never played for their team, despite being a third-round pick. He was traded to the Dolphins for, I think, a sixth-round pick. Um, and there was another third round. This was from the Bears. Uh, and that was uh, Brian Edwards, who has played in 19 games so far his career, um, which is for 29 catches. So he's the most valuable player from the Khalil Mack trade. Basically, you got you gave up Khalil Mack for one receiver who has 29 catches. Uh, and then from the rest of that draft, uh, there was a third-round pick, Tanner Muse, who was cut after one game. Uh, they have one starter from the fourth round. Uh, and basically, yeah, the their final pick from that draft has started two games his career. So, I don't know. Like, it, there's something to be said for... Ryan Pace's ability to weigh that stuff. I wonder if he, I don't know. Yeah, that that's one of the worst drafts I've ever seen. And looking at the trade in retrospect, it's crazy. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, and like, it was funny because I didn't know who was going to be on the other end. Obviously, I don't know how that trade worked out. But like, mm -hmm. let me put it this way. It was hard for me to imagine how that trade could have been worth it. Khalil Mack is an all pro. Right. Like, he's the best player on not not this year but like he was the best player on the best defense in the NFL when we were the best defense in the NFL that's how good he is like mm -hmm. he is a defensive player of the year capable player like he could be on any given year in the conversation of the best defensive player in the entire NFL yes sir 
that's how good he is. So what would that draft have had to return? Like it would have had to return. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm saying like three extremely good starters or like two, like basically all pros. Like this is not going to happen. Right. It's just not going to happen. So like, I, I don't know what scenario that turns out where it's worth it. Um, and yeah, it, it, it was lot like it was lopsided. I thought to begin with, and it only got more lopsided. Oh yeah, he's a superstar. Like I cannot believe you <laughs> let him get away. He's um, awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, so. No, yeah. So uh, I wanted to. Oh yeah, before we move on to so the Bears Cold War. Um, so we talked about the the players kind of leaking stuff to our agents to uh, people around them. It's also very clear. Um, in general, but especially the last couple of weeks, that Nagy has ties to NFL Network and uh, leaks stuff to uh, Ian Rappaport uh, compared to uh, apparently... I was confused about Tony Robo giving glowing uh, accolades towards Ryan Pace. It seemed kind of left field to me. Uh, I've since discovered that Ryan Pace and Tony Romo went to the same college. And so I wonder if there's like a connection there and they're like, look, I'll look at... But like, because Tony Romo was like really like lauding the young talent on the Bears team. He uh, really was. In a way that I thought was like, it was a little eyebrow raising. I mean, I, was, uh, I agreed with him. I don't know. This could just be me like tinfoil hat, like pulling yarn across the room being like, look at it all connected. But so there's that going on. Tony Romo's like, yep, my uh, fellow alum, uh, Ryan Pace, sure has built a good team. Independent of that, NFL Network uh, had a story this past week about how, um, like, the number one and most important thing is Justin Fields' development, and Nagy's the right person for the job. He's uh, really done a good job of developing Justin Fields. Like, no one on earth thinks that NFL Network. Like, he's had the most sacks of anyone in the league. Like, he has broken ribs right now. He can't play. Like, what are you talking about? Um, but I thought was funny. And then, you know, we talked about how tight-lived Nagy is about everything, especially starting QB, like when... Uh, Trubisky went back in after the six-game losing streak. It was still, like, a last-minute decision, supposedly. But then um, Ian Rappaport uh, reported, like, Monday that, oh, yeah, um, Justin Fields isn't going to play on Thanksgiving. It's going to be Andy. It's going to be Andy's start. Like, well, who told you that, Andy? Because, like, it has to be, I don't know, it just it seems so clear. I'm sorry, Ian. Like, it, it just seems so clear that, like, uh, I don't know, Nagy's, like, leaking stuff to try and like win this cold war between pace and i know i sound like a crazy person but uh i don't know it, it just feels like no, too, i hear you i don't know it, it, i see that stuff popping up on my feeds too yeah like, yeah ryan pace is starting to distance himself from naggy like it seemed like they were a package deal and they were in each other's corner and i feel like pace is hearing all these fire naggy things and i feel like i will say i thought preseason, like i said a minute ago I thought preseason they were both going to go. I thought mm-hmm. they were both going to get cut uh, mid or after this season. But a lot of those guys that are playing well right now are guys that were not great as rookies and have really come on as sophomores, like as their second season. Um, that would be like Gibson, Jalen Johnson, right? Like a lot of those guys, second-year guys. Um, who else is that draft class? Uh, yeah. Man, 2020. Oh, Mooney. Oh, yeah. 
so like I mean a lot of those guys not that Mooney wasn't good but like a lot of those guys have gone from being okay or good or good enough to like oh that's a quality starter yeah and, Cole Komet Jalen Johnson Travis Gibson oh yeah Cole Komet that was another yeah. one that I did think of before I said it like yeah. again huge growth from last year to this year in my opinion on Cole Komet so like those guys I wouldn't say after last year like ah, you know I wasn't totally convinced because I also while I thought he hit with like Tariq Cohen I thought he kind of missed with whatever his name was on the other tight end like where he pulled the division two tight end oh Adam Shaheen yeah that's yeah yeah, using your second round pick on an unknown tight end that no one else will draft (laughs) yes like you did not need to go second round on this one (laughs) again he's not good in first and second round so stay out of it trade it away yeah but uh yeah, so I don't know, but I think that uh, I think that some of his picks that have been working really well have been as of late, and I think he's I think he's doing okay. And I also think like I can appreciate the ramifications of what happens after you go all in on a defense, because that's what happened, right? He went all in on a defense with Khalil Mack. He assembled the number one defense in the NFL and said, "This is our window." Mm-hmm. And there are, for most GMs, most organizations, there are ramifications. Like, you, you fall out after that. After those contracts are no longer elite, you aren't elite anymore. Right. And that's where I think we're at right now. And that happened to the Seahawks, like, yeah. Yeah, you can't, like, I don't totally blame him for that. Like, I also, I'll say as a fan, appreciate being, being willing to go all in. I do not like the franchises I'll, I'll compare this to the Boston Celtics in the NBA. I thought they had, uh, about five years ago, they had a window to be NBA championship contenders. But what they did instead is they were content being good and hanging on to all of their assets. So at the time, they had a bunch of really good players and a bunch of really impressive assets like first-round picks, other teams' first-round picks, this whole treasure trove of assets, and young prospects that they could trade for like high-level all-stars and compete for titles right now without mortgaging your entire future, but just not keeping a massive load in the bank. And they didn't do any of that. They lost guys, and then now they're cashing in some of them to stay competitive, which they are, but it's like, okay, so... You're going to stay the five, six, seven seed in the East, never make the NBA Finals, just so that you're relevant for a decade and a half? Like, I would rather, when you have the opportunity, let's go for the title. Like, let's go see if we can win a championship now. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's always every season championship or bust. I know we talk about that even with, like, the Bears, but it's like, yeah, but like when you're there, when you're in the driver's seat, when it's time, go for it. For example, I think LA is doing that right now. I think the Rams were, they could tell they were in position to maybe have a shot at the title. Vaughn Miller comes in. And yes, sir. Who's the other I love one? it. Who else uh, came in? The OBJ. Receiver? Yeah. OBJ. Like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Like, hey, it's, it's go get it time. Yeah, like, Jaylen that's Ramsey. their mindset. Yeah. Hell yeah. Which, like, why not? Like, if you're an elite team with a good defense and I'm pretty sure the Super Bowl's in your stadium is a home game. Like <laughs> right, you have it's old, time. Like this is the year. You go for yeah. it. Aaron Donald, old um, Matt Stafford, so old like you got all these guys, like go. Like who cares yeah, if you suck in right. three years? Yes, right. Yeah. Donald is thirty one. 
Like, I don't yeah. know how many interior linemen continue to just dominate the NFL at 35. Right. Like, it's just not the same. So, like, yeah, your window's now. Um, go. Do it. Like, Hell yeah. So that's what I appreciated about what he did. Um, and I think, it. you know, if this is the low afterwards, like, it's not that bad. We're still competitive. We have chances in games. We have heartbreak only because it's right there. Um, mm-hmm. You know what will be real heartbreak is uh, if this doesn't go our way on. <laughs> if you can't beat the even... slump busters, <laughs> I know. If you can't beat a slump buster, then you are uh, you are the new slump buster. Yep. That's bad. Yeah. Oh, man. Losing. Oh, man. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess this is officially the uh, – the post you know, the preview episode and so i guess we should talk about the lines a little bit but i do want to point on uh, a point that you brought up of like man like so the 2020 draft yeah you you hope to get like three starters out of each draft you can get three you're doing well because uh you figure the average uh or the rookie contract is four years so you're replacing you know uh the 22 starter roster so yeah it ends up being about three starters per draft you can do that you're drafting well so the 2020 draft, you had Cole Komet starter, uh, Jalen Johnson starter, uh, Darnell Moody starter. Like, guaranteed starters right there. Those are all unequivocally starting players. Would you agree? Yeah, and I would say, like, quality starters. Yeah. And then like those addition, are not those are not, like, only there because everyone else is injured or, like, stepped into an opportunity. Like, you're talking about our current number one receiver, our current number one tight end. Mm-hmm. And our current number one corner, like that's not even like, yeah, th- those are strong, like strong starters. Hell yeah! And then in addition to that, uh, Kendall Vildor, who I know he's gotten burned the past couple weeks, but he'd be a damn good nickel corner when Duke Shelley leaves or whatever. Uh, Travis Gibson was same draft, who we just talked about as a guy who like seems to be a solid, uh, a solid player. He's played in fifteen games. Uh, yeah, so like that's a very strong draft and a year after they did the Cleo Mac trade, you know? So that's like... You're not uh, even loaded in picks that year. Yeah. And then the 2021 draft, they had uh, this guy, Justin Fields, who's uh, pretty darn good. And you have uh, Larry Borum, who looks to be a starting right tackle. Uh, And then you have Tevin Jenkins, who's, you know, undetermined, but, um, you know... uh, People are hyped on him. Yeah. Yeah. So... Khalil Herbert, yep. Yeah, Cleo Herbert, uh, and then it's, you know, some other guys who, who knows if they'll become anything. Daz Newsome, Thomas Graham, but like, so you're still drafting really well, even after supposedly selling the farm for this window. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I I guess I am a Ryan Pace defender too, even knowing there are some pretty glaring um, ramifications of that, going all in on that window of, you know, paying a bunch of money to Trey Burton and Jimmy Graham and all those guys that didn't quite pan out, but... Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. You got to go for it. Like the windows in the NFL are very short, uh, and things change so quickly. Like you just got to go for it. So, with that in mind, let's talk about the riveting la- matchup of the Lions Bears. Of is Goff even playing? Who is he coming back for this game? I don't uh, know. If if not, it's gonna be like Andy Dalton versus. Whoever the hell the Detroit Lions trot out there. Is it is it Jacoby Brissett? Oh man, is it? <laughs> I kinda like Jacoby. Uh I do too. I thought, but I thought he played for not the good. <laughs> I thought he played for the Dolphins. 
Yeah, you know what? That's where it is. He's the backup yeah. for the Dolphins. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Even is the I you know I haven't made a habit of watching the Detroit Lions. This <laughs> what? <season>. I watched <laughs> one game. So, uh, Tim Boyle. Oh man, household name Tim Boyle threw for seventy-seven yards and two interceptions against the Browns in a ten to thirteen loss. Uh, what was that stat line? <laughs> Fifteen for twenty-three, seventy-seven yards, two interceptions. No touchdowns. That's impressive. That sounds like a Justin Fields stat line. Although I feel like Justin Fields normally plays well. Anyways, that stat line. How dare you, yeah. So, I mean, that would be hilarious if he was going up against the Bears defense. Although we've since discovered that Khalil Mack isn't just injured, but he's out for the year getting foot surgery. That really sucks. Uh, Keem Hicks, I don't know if he plays again this year. I hope he does, but I don't know. So Mm -hmm. I don't think he will. Yeah. Especially with, like, all the reports of how fed up the players are with uh, Nagy. I think a lot of people, the old vets who are, like, who don't have that many snaps left in their career, they're like, screw this guy. Like, let's just wait this one out. I don't know. Um, so, it looks like Goff injured himself early in the game uh, yesterday or Sunday. Does that sound right? Okay. Um... And it's said that he strained his oblique, but that he uh, did walkthroughs today. Or, sorry, uh, he did walkthroughs on Monday. And that their plan is for him to do limited reps, but to be a part of practice every day. And that he will be a game-time decision. I will say, like, you know, in quarterback situations, while Tim Boyle say, who the heck are you? And, like, he's the guy I think of for a backup quarterback, by the way. Like, <laughs> right. I, I said this I said this in the game recap, like, our previous episode. When Andy Dalton came in, it wasn't like, ah, oh, well, this is definitely a loss because we will not score again. It was like, ah, oh, well, we have a competent quarterback. We could still score. Yeah. I mean, the Bears don't score readily anyway, so. Um, <laughs> and who would have known did score. that? Yeah. yeah, the Nagy would actually use his full playbook. Like, it's been a meme for, for a sure. while, but like, he actually did open it up when Dalton got out there. He did. He did. And, and um, you know, like, Dalton scored, and he scored twice, and, like, yeah. looked okay for the most part. I mean, not great, but fine. Sure. Um, well, anyway, Tim Boyle's the kind of backup where, like, if we play him and lose to a winless Lions with that quarterback, like, that's not okay. <laughs> but um, but but at the same time, Jared Goff is not a starting quarterback I'm particularly scared of. So there's not like a huge drop off right. from starting quarterback here. Like this is a bad NFL quarterback. I gotta believe Jared Goff is in the bottom third, and that's me being generous for starting quarterbacks. Um, so I'm not totally worried about that. It's not like Thank a you. situation where you've got. Um, you know, like our neighbors to the north when their starting quarterback <laughs> goes out and you go from being like an all-pro quarterback to like a very human, below-average quarterback. Such a big difference. This one is bad to really bad. So we should we should be able to take care of business either way. But like I said, we're going to be doing that, that work with about one-third of our salary cap. So <laughs> Yeah, this is... Um... Yeah, it's not quite like uh, icing on the cake is the right analogy because, like, this is not a cake of a season. But this is just kind of like the 
I guess like the the chips in the bottom of the bag where it's like, look, it's, it's basically over this year. Like, just enjoy. Here's some crumbs. They're they're tasty. Like, just enjoy what you get. Like the season's like, you know, it just is what it is. Like, let's enjoy some football. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that in mind, yeah, the the fact that like none of our players are on the field anymore, it's like whatever. Just, we'll just enjoy football. Uh, the stakes are not very high. Um, what is interesting to me is the interesting slash uh, infuriating to me. So the Bears gave up 29 points to the Steelers uh, two weeks ago. Uh, the Lions played the Steelers uh, on the 14th and gave up 16 points. And I know maybe the referees were more fair, but um, that's fascinating to me. that They tied 16-16 to the Steelers, <laughs> so they're not winless. Or, you know, they, aren't, they haven't lost every game, which is good for them. But, uh, yeah, otherwise they lost 10-13 to the Browns. Uh, six to forty-four to the Eagles. Uh, Nineteen. Basically, they're averaging like thirteen points a game. So if I don't think the defense is going to have a problem with whoever they trot out there. Agreed. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I saw this correctly. I don't have it in front of me, but I was laughing so hard. <clears throat> I want to say that Baker Mayfield, the Browns quarterback, mm-hmm. like left after the game without talking to the media. And oh, when yeah. asked why, he was so frustrated with his performance in a win, by the way, <laughs> that he would not even talk to the media. So a 13-10 win for the Browns over the Lions was, like, so so humiliating, <laughs> so, uh, like, insufferable that he did not speak to the media. Not they lost, not that they blew it. Like, literally, they won. And... And, by the way, I think the Lions, like, came back kind of in garbage time. I didn't really watch the game that closely, but I think the Browns were up 13-0, but I'm not positive about that. Oh, yeah. Went, and I went thought into the, the half Lions 13-0. came back a little. Yeah. What was that? You're right. They went into the half up 13-0, and the Lions scored 10 right. in the second half. Okay. So, like, and I don't know when they scored their 10, but it felt to me like it might have been, like, sort of garbage time when it wasn't yeah. totally critical and – like the game was completely in hand, but I just thought it was so funny. Like quarterback That's does not so talk great. to media. Oh, that quarterback <laughs> won the game. Wow. That really speaks to the team that lost. Like <laughs> That's, so That's how bad you are. <laughs> Imagine being the opposing defense and seeing him like in tears. Cause he didn't tear you up. Like That's man. what I mean. Yeah. It's great. Oh, oh we That's... lost the game and they're pissed. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like Baker Mayfield is like, He's like late career Gronk before he retired the first time, where like he's just in pieces. Like he's just the tin man. Like he has got a torn yes. shoulder, his like knee yes. is everything's broken. And for him still to be that frustrated, that's so funny. Yeah, that's great. Yep. In a win. <laughs> yeah. That just speaks to how bad the Lions are. Yeah. I mean Yeah, so this this has to be a win. Like the Lions, they've beaten nobody. They've lost embarrassingly to many teams. I can't believe they scored 33 points on the 49ers in week one. I guess week one is always weird. But it was week one. Yeah, yeah, I saw the same thing. Outside of week one, they have not scored 20 points, I don't think. <laughs> That's great. Well, this will be... Uh... Like, they make the Bears offense look good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get some predictions on the board here. I'm going to say... I'm, uh, you go yours first. I got mine. Okay. I feel good about mine. Hmm. What do I want to say here? I'm going to say 17-14 Bears. Okay. I'm going to I'm going with a 
soccer game. We are we are the Bears are gonna win sixteen ten. So similar, <laughs> but we're gonna have more field goals than touchdowns in this game. All right. Um I love it. Yep. Yep. So sixteen ten. I wasn't sure if you were predicting a safety on Goff or uh, No, no, no. Right. Yeah, I'm predicting a touchdown and three field goals for the Bears. For some reason I feel like we just can't plug it into the end zone. Uh, you're right. And uh and then I feel like that's gonna be a similar kind of situation there for the Lions where I think they'll have a field goal for a long time and I think they might score a garbage touchdown late. I don't know. I've I don't know where I've seen that before, but <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. What? <laughs> uh, give me let's do a couple more over unders. Uh let's do David Montgomery. No, let's do first down passes. How many passes will there be on first down? You know what's really not fair about that question is I don't know who the starter's going to be. <laughs> if the starter's Andy oh, yeah. Dalton, it's going to be a lot. If the yeah. starter's Justin Fields, it's going to be none. Um, I, I think I'm pretty confident it's going to be Andy Dalton because it already got leaked to Ian Rappaport, and that is uh, that's oh, – Okay, so, so you think it is going to be Andy Dalton for I sure. I do. Okay, so if it's Andy Dalton, I'm going to go with passes on first down. I'm going to so go played, with uh, – Yeah, he played a half shoot. of uh, – I'm going to go – I know. I'm going to go with nine, which is what okay. he had in this game. Yeah, yeah. But – there was that kind of end of the game situation. I mean, I guess that could always be the case. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with nine. All right. I think I am going to take the over. I'm gonna say like fourteen. Okay. Uh, I mean, one... we did only have ten in that whole game, which is <laughs> yes. insane. We had ten <laughs> in that last game, and that was with. Uh, that was with what felt like what two kind of like comeback drives, or, yeah, or three right. maybe three come from behind type drives, so it's like, yeah, I don't know, we'll see. I really hope we're not in come from behind mode against the Lions. <laughs> um, one last one, Kendall Vildor. How many passes has he given up? Vildor. Yes, sir. Uh, five. Oh, damn, I was going to guess that too. I'm going to go under. I'm going to say four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, so, so we our average prediction is uh, Bears 16.5 to Lions 12. So not a big, either way you slice it, not a big scoring game predicted, but I'm excited. Way to below the Vegas line. I think it is hilarious. The Vegas line for this game is 41.5. What? I am pretty sure. Has the Bears ever scored like over twenty points? Oh, oh man, th- that is below the season average for both. T- like if this, like that is so far above the season average combined for both teams. That's um, so great. Yeah, I I don't think the Lions have scored twenty since week one, and <laughs> I don't think the Bears. Uh, they scored what? They scored that twenty whatever it was twenty six or something twenty seven against the Steelers. That True. was the most, and that yep. was with Justin Fields playing out of his mind, which sounds <laughs> right. like won't be the case. So, and to your point, like the Lions held the Steelers to sixteen. I don't like. I don't know. I don't think. 
I'd be surprised if either team hit 20. It's crazy to think both teams would have to hit 20. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Bears were totally healthy and uh, put up 24 on the Lions in uh, week three or whatever, week four. Oh, yeah. So, 24-14? Still, yeah. That's still the under? <laughs> like, all right, guys. Come on here. We don't have Allen Robinson. Like, we don't have Justin Fields. Well, also, that 24-14 game, if you look at it, that's like the ball's getting in the end zone. Right, that's five touchdowns. I don't think yeah. there's five touchdowns in this game. No, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I also yes. think it's I think it's easy to see a situation where either the Bears or the Lions. I hope it's not the Bears. Just are sitting there scoreless for a really long time. <laughs> like like just can't do anything on offense. Completely anemic, and yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I, I doubt it turns into a track meet where both teams are just running up the yeah. field scoring touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, I, and I am on uh, the West Coast right now for Thanksgiving, so uh, this game starts at like 9 a.m. or whatever for West Coast times. <laughs> I have to like wake up to watch the Lions-Bears. <laughs> I'm really excited to watch Jared Goff duel off against Andy Dalton. It's going to be... Uh... Can you believe that that's the first game on Thanksgiving? They don't want that to be the primetime <laughs> Thanksgiving game? It's, uh, it should be a crime. Just because they have a combined three wins through ten weeks <laughs> or eleven weeks. Um, there was a game when my sister got married. My family's all together, and we we're watching. Um, like I guess it was right after New Year's, and it was like Matt Barkley throwing to like Mark Mariani and uh, like maybe Josh Bellamy, and we were like, <laughs> like this is the team, like. Who even all are these people? And that was like, this is what, it, I'm getting flashbacks of that now. I'm just like, once you're out of the playoffs and everyone's injured, like, the people you trot out there are just so funny. Like, Oh, I, absolutely. It's so great. Um, so yeah, this will be, be entertaining for sure. Mm-hmm. But, all right, well, that is all I have to talk about. Is there any other points you want to hit before we get out of here? No, that sounds good to me. All right, all right. Hey, uh... One last thing for you, please bear with it, fans out there. If you haven't yet, roll to get your booster shot. Uh, Coach Bob has one, and you want to be like Coach Bob. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has one. Do you want to be like Aaron Rodgers? I don't think so. Um, I, I know you don't, because he gets his medical advice from Joe Rogan. Um, if, so anyway, uh, if you haven't yet, uh, please register to get your booster shot. If you have any concerns about the coronavirus vaccine, there's a number you can call uh, anytime. That is uh, 1-800-CDC-INFO. It's uh, 1-800-232-4636. And you can talk with somebody. They'll tell you the facts about the COVID vaccine, not Facebook memes, not Joe Rogan info. Uh, so please, uh, this is a family holiday. People are getting together. Uh, you can make them safer by getting that booster shot. And uh, otherwise, why don't you go ahead and uh, bear the hell down? 